Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture, and it's about time that we come back again. You never know. Again, I feel like I have to say the same thing every start of the show, Brittany. Uh, you get an episode from us, you wait two months, and then here we here we are again. I know. We're just, we're dreamers. What can I say? Yeah. You, you okay over there? That it's a, it's a race to see who has the deepest voice tonight, I think. I know, I know. Um, the the I cigarettes don't... are really <laughs> taking hold, aren't they? It's that back-to-school sickness that somehow I have, even though I am the only one not in school. Well, my body is... A, a physical perfect specimen because I have not come down with the August sickness, yeah. which I usually get, but not That's this true. year. That's true. I know. Um, have you heard about what's happening with South Carolina's mascot? Yes, I was going to talk about that. We need that. to talk about Sir Big Spur. I'm sorry. I may have just used the incorrect uh, name. It, it's a great conspiracy. It's a great well, conspiracy is a little dramatic. It's a great controversy, let's say. Uh, down in South Carolina. Uh, what do you know about the conflict, about the name of the beloved live mascot for the Gamecocks? Um, I just know they're changing it, right? Right. So I guess what was it, what was it called? Sir Big Spur. Why are they changing it? I don't know. So apparently it's some sort of – so you had a kind of a change in ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, was a family that owned Sir Big Spur, and they often trimmed a part of his – what is the name for the, the, the give me give me some names here of uh an anatomy like for a plume uh, a plume what's another word for it uh, a gullet a gullet a gizzard some sort of neck right. i don't know but yes. anyway they 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 trimmed it a lot um but apparently that's not very healthy for those birds is to oh. trim that bit so the new yeah. owners are like, you know what, we're all into animal welfare. We're all into taking care of our, our cocks, so to speak. Um, maybe want to think about that one again. But anyway, we're, we're taking care of it by letting it go. Letting right. it grow, letting it go Just all letting out. letting it hang. Just letting it hang, exactly right. Well, apparently that has ticked off the old owners. And there was an agreement in place in which the old, old owners allowed the new owners to keep calling the name because maybe they still own the rights to the name that I know about. Yeah. Uh, but they are basically revoking that right. To, if they're not going to trim the beard, then they're taking the name away. Okay. I, so what do you think? Gut instinct and gut feeling on that. I just don't have that much passion about birds um, things. <laughs> I mean, I don't know not many called. of us do. Who cares about the birds thing? We, we care about the birds name. Right. Well, I feel like that's probably the only thing that they have. They're like, well, if you don't do what we want, then you can't have the name. But I feel like it's the old owners. Like, your time has passed. That's you, true. You They're trying to, to the hang bird. on. Yeah. Tr- it's like people who make ridiculous things in their wills, and it's like, well, right. it's not like, here anymore. It's time to go. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there there has been some suggestions of the names. Do you actually have the possible names and the odds yes. with the names? Well, you have just outstaged me. I just have a bulleted list. I don't okay. even have the odds. I have some odds. So so give us what the running favorites are for the new name for South Carolina's mascot. Okay, you're going to have to remind me because it's been a while. Is the negatives mean that it's... Okay, so if it's the negative, that means that it's the favorite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the favorite is Betting with Brittany is going to come back next week. Get ready. It just does not stick in my head no. at all. Um, so the favorite is Coop. 
Coop. Is that C O O P? That is, yes. Okay. Yeah. Coop. Okay. Um, and then Cluck Norris. Cluck Norris. Mm-hmm. If if you've caught that, it's based on the name of the famous actor Chuck Norris. Thank you for explaining that. And just make sure everyone out there is up Goodness. to date on that. Um, and then Captain Cluck. Captain Cluck. Okay. So none of those are really that exciting. But you know what? I don't think Big Spur or Sir Big Spur. Sir Big Spur to you, Missy. Right? We need to be respectful. Sir, yes, that's true. I do like the Sir so part. You looked at me as like a lobster is coming out <laughs> Sorry, of my head. Sorry, I didn't Shout see what you were trying story. to say. Keep uh, keep going with the names. Uh, Kickin' Chicken. Kickin' Chicken. Okay. General. Just General. Now this one, next one's my favorite. What's that? Marco Polio. Oh, Marco Polio. <laughs> That's it. I I know a winner when I hear it. I yes. think that's it. Uh, Brewster. Brewster. Okay. Mister Chicken Scratch. Mister Chicken that's Scratch. Terrible. No, don't like um, that. Cockadoodle Dude. Gosh, that's mm, even worse. That's poor. Um, and then Cock Commander. Cock Commander. Well, there's a there's a fun one. Yeah. Um, uh, Marco Pollo. Gosh, that, that's, a good that's one. fun. That's fun. Because it was something too. Like, what's the stadium's name? Williams Bryce. Okay, stadium. never mind. I thought it was something. There was like also a connection to the stadium, but I can't remember. I don't believe so. They're probably going to go with Coop. They're going to play it safe. Maybe. It's going to be lame. I know. But if they're cool, they're going to go with Marco Pollo. Yes. If they're really cool, they would go with Cock Commander, but. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. No, maybe so sad. Maybe it'll be like one of those things he has like 10 names because no one can ever decide. I don't know which game it was, but at one point, it might have been the bowl game, but Shane Beamer like held up. The held up Sir Big Spur like it was Rafiki holding up Baby Simba at the oh, beginning wow. of Lion King. So I feel like when you rename a mascot, you have to have a very fancy ceremony. If mm. let's say Ugga had to get renamed, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Well, let's just say, okay, what would you rename Ugga? Like, what would be the top candidates? I don't know. I, d- I don't know. You're just throwing that on me. It's Ugga. I was thinking about that when the story, and I was like, well, good thing we have Ugga, who's never going to change, right? We don't change very well. No, it doesn't happen really well. <laughs> he just got a brown spot. We're moving real slow mm. here. Progressive, right? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so anyway, SEC East. SEC East. That's why we're here. Uh, is to do a little preview for the SEC East. So often, the neglected division in the SEC is the West is usually the best, and I think most people would say it's still the case. But we do know that the defending national champion is in the SEC East, and that would be the Georgia Bulldogs. Has it set in yet that you will no longer have to hear the 1980 chants? I... Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thought it'd feel different going into this season. I thought I'd, like, feel less pressure. I thought Ooh. I'd feel, like, um, you know, like, glad that the, our, the tension of that storyline is not there anymore. Um, but you'll see, um, for what I have to say, I don't think that's the case. Do you feel disrespected already? Do you feel Always. like everyone has gone back to Alabama's bed? Always. Well. Sorry. You'll have to <laughs> wipe your tears with your national championship T-shirts. I know. Did you see I actually wore Oh, you're actually one. wearing it. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet of you. I know. I did that on purpose. Oh, nice. Okay. So, anyway, Georgia is back and probably not better than ever, but still good. And then we have just a mess of something in the middle of the division. Mm-hmm. And then we have the bottom, which uh, we're recording this on the night of the 
week zero this Saturday, and I am pumped for some Vanderbilt football tonight against yeah. the Fighting Warriors of Hawaii. Yes, I the Fighting Rainbow Warriors. That's right. Specifically, I was say, there are a lot the of rainbow. There are a lot of warriors that fight. There's only a, a very specific Rainbow Warrior. That is true. Um, Piper every <laughs> single time. Um, I will not be staying up for that game. How dare you? I don't blame you. Are you going to stay up for that Of game? course. The whole thing? No. Probably the first half. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk SEC East. We're going to go through our predictions. we got some superlatives. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and the way we're going to go through it is we're going to take Brittany's predictions and we're going to go from the bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like Drake, right? Just like Drake. This is what we talked about. You know, when I think of Drake, I think of... The SEC East. So I'm going to start with my rankings, starting from, again, the bottom, and then Ben will share along the way what um, how his rankings differ from mine, if yeah. they do. So we're treating mine as the gold standard is really how we're doing this, right? Uh, of course. Okay, so at the bottom, this is going to shock everybody. Okay. I'm coming out with hold a on, shocker. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, you can go ahead. Vanderbilt. Oh. Okay, so Vanderbilt um, went 2-10 and 10 last year. And they were very close to being winless. Yes. Their two wins were by combined five points. Right. And one of them was over one of the worst teams in the country, UConn, who looked good today, I should say. Okay. But anyway, keep going. Yeah, so um, that was uh, last year was, uh, what's his name? Clark. Clark Lee's uh, first year. Mm-hmm. So we're going into second year with Clark Lee. If we remember at Media Days, he came out and said that Vanderbilt football has the possibility of being the greatest football program in the country. No, there's no possibility. It was very declarative. Oh, okay. Like, everyone knows that they're going to be the best program. That they are going to and be. And then I made an argument for how they could be because right. I like Clark Lee and I want to pump him up. Okay. You like Clark Lee? I do. Okay. What's not to like? I don't know. He doesn't really seem like a, a warm and fuzzy guy. Well, warm and fuzzy people need love. <laughs> okay. So, um, they start, as Ben said, they start tonight at week zero versus Hawaii. And you're going to listen to this after tonight. That is So, very they true. will already have a record in play. But anyway, keep going. That's true. Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, their quarterback situation last year, if you remember the name Ken Seals, which I always thought was an insurance salesman's name. And he very well might sell insurance <laughs> one day. Or it's it's not even, I think it's it's more like. Um, it's a district attorney. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was thinking more law, like uh, you've been in an accident called oh, Ken Seals. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ken's got your back. Yeah. He'll seal it up for you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, but at Media Days, uh, the starter quarterback was named Mike Wright. Yes. So we're making some changes. We have some hope up in Nashville. Mike Wright's a lot more of a uh, dual threat quarterback. Ken Seals was more like uh, concrete in the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Wright gives you a little bit of added dimension. So I think it will be a little bit more dynamic offense. Well, I mean, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll have the potential. They also have Raymond Davis, who was injured earlier last year, one of their top running backs. Uh, he could be a reliable force in the back. Uh, and the defense possibly, this is interesting, their defense could have as many of, as 10 starters returning from last year that's counting transfers. Okay. So that's an experienced defense. And Vandy, if Vandy has nothing else, they always have a stout defense um, if they are, are playing well. 
Okay. Um, they have two very talented linebackers, Anthony Orji and uh, Kane Patterson, mm-hmm. who transferred for Clemson. So they have some potential there at linebacker. And they've been in the transfer portal, it sounds like. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have them actually going up from 2-10 and ten to 3-9. Uh, and nine. Oh, we're making progress. I know. We're making progress. So um, my uh, superlative for them is most likely to start strong and fall apart in October. Oh. Because look at their October. Are you ready for this? Yeah, bring um, it. Uh, well, actually, it starts September 24th, really. And then we got Alabama, and then we skip it, and we got Ole Miss, Georgia. Yeah. So, but starting off, they have Hawaii, Elon, and Wake Forest, and then Northern Illinois. Now, Wake Forest is a ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, very talented, uh, but their quarterback has been announced that he's taken leave of the unannounced medical condition, oh, yeah. Sam Hartman, which is yeah. which is in kind of an interesting development, at least from Vanderbilt's perspective. So, mm-hmm. so you're seeing three and nine for the Commodores. Yep. What about you? Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. My superlative for Vanderbilt is that they will be most likely to win their first SEC game in three years. Really? Yes. Mm. And I think. They're going to win not three games, not four games, five games. That's right. Vanderbilt, five and seven, and not last in the SEC East. My goodness. I what? am on Team Vanderbilt. I in know. fact, I'll give you some more. I think they're going to beat uh, Hawaii tonight. There's a lot of hand movements. Now, right now, again, if they lose to Hawaii, all of this is moved, right? But I think they're going to beat Hawaii. I think they're going to come home to Nashville, and they're going to stick it to Elon. And then, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Wake Forest is going to leave sleepy because they're going to get beat by Vanderbilt. You see, awake, sleepy. Did you get that? Okay. You got it. No, they're going to get beat by Vanderbilt. It's a Vanderbilt's 3-0. And then they're going to go to Northern Illinois. What's in Northern Illinois? Chicago. But okay. Northern Illinois is not in Chicago, and Vanderbilt's going to win. They're going to go 4-0, and they're going to head to Tuscaloosa 4-0. and Wow. Ready for the Vanderbilt Renaissance. Okay. Alabama's ready for it. And then they go on the bye week. And then my upset call of the year. Are you ready? Yes. Vanderbilt beating Ole Miss in Nashville to go five and one. And then they lose six games in a row to end the season. But my goodness. But I am in on Vanderbilt. Mike White is going to be or Mike Wright. Mike White is now the head basketball coach at Georgia. Mike Wright is going to be Mr. Wright for Vanderbilt. And they're going to see their win total increase by three games. I'm a believer in this defense. I think Mike Wright is going to be a, a dynamic player to trigger a little bit of offensive hope for Vanderbilt. And I believe in the Commodores making some big improvements and finishing sixth in the SEC East. I've never seen so much finger pointing from you. And listen, I'm all in right here. Vanderbilt's my team this year. Okay. Well, that was fun and unexpected. So what rate, what number are they? Sixth? Sixth in the SEC right. East. Okay. Interesting. Interesting start. Okay. I'm just very excited right now. I can tell. I, I'm just really curious at like what Clark Lee did or said. Did you get like a personal call from him? Did it turn out that he loves Crane Apple Juice too? He I don't know. He inspired me at SEC Media Days, and I got to thinking. I'm like, why not Vandy? Okay. Why not Vandy? Honestly, it reminds me a little bit of – uh, when Mark Stoops co- took over in Kentucky, their second year, Kentucky started five and one, but it was just hopelessly overmatched by the rest of their schedule and finished five and seven. Is just, that when they're, they're saying was why not us or why not Kentucky? Something like that. Yeah. Why not? Why not us or yeah. something like that?
So I, right. I mean, I can see it. I can see Vandy now again. They may go two and ten, and you know what? No one will notice. No one will remember this prediction. I will. But everyone will remember, and I, and I will let everyone remember that I called Vandy at five and seven. So you, I would assume your number six team is actually the one that I see landing in the cellar in the SEC East. But let me go ahead and hear from you. Who is your number six team? My number six team is Mizzou. Mizzou. Yes. That's mine as well. Um, oh, I thought you said that was number, your number seven. What's that? That's your number seven, right? Um, Mizzou is my number seven. Okay, yeah. Okay. Although, now that I look at it, by the tiebreakers, by their conference record, Missouri would finish in sixth because they would have the tiebreaker over Vandy, the head-to-head. Okay. But so, they have a worse overall record. All right. So, um, Mizzou is coming in. Eli Drinkowitz, what is this, third, fourth year? This is his third year. I think it's his third year. Um, they went five and no, they went six and seven last year. Um, and they, which was not bad in the, in, I don't think that was that bad, especially if you're in a, um, uh, division with Georgia. Who won the whole thing? Well, they only year. had to play Georgia once. <laughs> Suddenly they had to play Georgia four times. I mean, let's get let's get it real. I guess so. But the, some of the names that I remember coming out of there last year, Basilac and Beatty, they're gone. Yeah, they're so, backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, um, well, who is their was their quarterback? Is that the same? Basilac. He was their quarterback. He's okay. gone to Indiana. That's right. Um, which is always interesting to me. Like why? Like I'm I'm curious why he went to Indiana. But it's fine. He didn't tell me, and that's fine. Um, so they have a new quarterback this year, Brady Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's all I have on Missouri. What do you know? Well, so they had a decent offense uh, last year. Brady Cook actually played in the bowl game, and he threw for 350 yards against Army. Mm-hmm. So it's got some good vibes there. He won the job. Uh they're going to have to figure out how to replace Beatty because he was all everything, 1,600 rush yards, 18 total TDs. They're going to have to do that by committee. Drinkowitz always finds running backs. Uh, he did that at App State, and he's done that at Missouri so far. Uh, they've got some good returning experience on the line, uh, but they've got to basically replace all the skill players. Now, they do have bringing in the top wide receiver recruit in the entire country. Uh, so you need to get ready to hear the name Luther Burden, okay. uh, freshman wide receiver. He returned nine punts for touchdowns last year in his high school senior season. So he's a dynamic player. Uh, I would imagine they're just going to throw him out there and just say go because really they don't have much experience back at the, the skill positions. Now, they have an amazing recruiting class coming in. They were 15th in the country, best recruiting class Missouri has ever have, uh, or has ever had. That momentum is not continuing uh, as of a week ago, they had the 63rd ranked recruiting class, but at least they've they've hit gold there for this freshman class. So you're going to see them probably throw a lot of that talent out there. Uh, one of their other top players is their kicker. Okay, okay Harrison Mevis. He is 5'11", 257 pounds. My goodness. He is known as the thicker kicker. Oh, I like or it. Or the thick kicker. Uh, in fact, in Columbia, there's a restaurant called Campus Bar and Grill uh-huh. uh, that has a burger called the thicker kicker that's awesome and it is a double cheeseburger with two-thirds pound of meat four, four strips of bacon onion ring special sauce lettuce tobano and all the cholesterol you would My want goodness. a kicker at 250 pounds 
It harkens back to Sebastian Janikowski uh, from Florida State. Yeah. No, I've never heard that name before. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Sebastian Janikowski. I feel like it's a I great remem- kicker name. I, it is. I would remember it. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he's gonna make a make a run there, but um, Missouri's got a tough start, and it doesn't appear that way. But their first six, well, at least in September, but their first six weeks are tough. And I, the way I see it playing out is I see them starting two and four. Okay. And by that, they're. Uh, superlative is very similar to what you had for Vanderbilt, which is most likely to be checked out by October. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your superlative for Missouri? Mine is most likely to play in zero exciting games. <laughs> okay, so not a lot of not a lot of hype here. Not happening. Because when I was going through it, I was like, oh, these are all kind of predictable. So, I feel like. So how does how's the season playing out? For Missouri, I have them as five and seven. Okay, so I, going down a little bit from last year. Yeah, I have them at four and eight. Yeah, I mean, looking at this again, in my that's very probable. Yeah, I only have them winning one conference game, and that's at home to Vanderbilt, which, as you've Same. heard from me, is a massive upset. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's a tough schedule. They draw a road game to Auburn, which Auburn is down, but comparatively, I think Auburn will be okay. And then, of course, they play Arkansas at home uh, with their their crossover opponent, their rival. Mm-hmm. And then the East, I mean, the road games, they're at Florida, at Tennessee, um, at South Carolina, and I don't see them winning any of those. You know, they, they Georgia and Kentucky, arguably the top two in the division, they have to, to play those at home. So they also have a really tough non-conference game at Kansas State, who some people are predicting to win the Big 12. Oh, really? Uh, kind of a sleeper team. So I think it's a tough schedule. Even Louisiana Tech in their home game, which is on uh, Thursday, is not is not for certain. So – um, yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be tough. I think they're gonna have a hard time. I think they're gonna figure out how to replace Beatty. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't see. And their defense was just god awful last year. Um, I think that's another thing. Uh, Drinkowitz has his fourth defensive coordinator in four years. Mm-hmm. They have seven starters back. Uh, a lot of experience in defensive backfield, but they were so bad. You know, it's like, how much did they get better? Like, what's it gonna look like? I think their best-case scenarios, they're kind of like Ole Miss last year. Mm-hmm. Who Ole Miss in Kiffin's first year had a great offense, a terrible defense. But the, off- the defense last year for Ole Miss was better. So I think they're only – I don't see a way that they're better on offense, and I think they've got to figure out how to be better in defense. And even then, I don't see them getting any better than 7-5 and five at the max. So I think it's, it's quite possible that Drinkowitz after this year is very much on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's probably safe unless they go like Vanderbilt bad, you know, like two and yeah, two and ten, 10 or something or like something. that. But I think I think they're probably gonna, especially with that recruiting class. Yeah, I think they're, <clears throat> and I think that's one thing that he's got in his back pocket. I think if they they get that class up, improve where they are right now, I think if they tread water, I think he'll be fine. Six and six, but four and eight, as I see it, you're you're starting to get on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to keep going? Let's move it on up. All right. Number five is Florida. Oh, okay. It's the University of Florida under new head coach Billy Napier, who came from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Um, They last year went six and seven. 
Um, and I think you predicted that their coach Mullen. Mullen. I think I remember, it, but I thought to be fair, I thought he was going to go to the NFL. Yeah, so they like crashed and burned in the middle of the season last year. He's on ESPN now. I don't know if you saw oh, really? that. Yeah, he's going to be on ESPN. Nice. Um, and they have them and LSU have like some kind of weird There's booster. A- like people are unhappy, and I mean, I guess all. When people are unhappy, most big SEC schools, people are going to start doing weird things. But, um, yeah, so this year, under new head coach, they've been kind of quiet, I feel like. Like, I haven't really heard a bunch out of them. You know, the other new head coach in the SEC SEC is at LSU, and, you know, we've heard a lot about him having weird accents and, uh, you know, things like that. But I know nothing about Billy Napier. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a history. He's coached uh, for both Dabo and Nick Saban, right. so he's he's been well traveled. He's got good pedigree in that regard. He he turned Louisiana Lafayette into a perennial conference champion, kind of mid range, low ranking, top twenty five every now and again. I think it's a great hire. I think that uh, if they can rec- if he can recruit at a high level, I think that. This is going to be a hire that Florida, because they're going in the Nick Saban. I mean, half the conference now has been at some point been in Tuscaloosa. So it's like, you know, most of those hit pretty well, except for Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee. So, but I think the schedule is difficult. Um, it they they do no favors in in a couple of the games they draw, and I think it's going to be a a slow build. So I have them at seven and five. Mm. Uh, where do you have them at? I have them at six and six. Okay. So not really improving much, but like, I mean, to me, that's just like, yeah, we're, we're new. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, the two years ago, they were in the SEC championship. Right. So, I mean, this is or title game, you know, so I, it, the, the coverage not bare. To be mm-hmm. fair though, two years ago, they had the worst defense they've ever had since 1917. Oh, wow. It was so historically bad. It was actually better last year, but they, you know, the offense was historically good in mm-hmm. 2020 with Kyle Trask, Kyle Pitts, and the, and the crew. Uh, the offense got a lot worse, and the defense didn't improve enough last year. And, of course, Mullen basically lost the team as the year went along. Uh, the big question mark and the big excitement, you could say, is about the quarterback, Anthony Richardson. That's right. So um, he was there last year, as probably most people remember, and he is just a lot of hype. Um, and even just with preseason – uh, and spring games and stuff. I mean, it, I think he might be worth the hype. That's kind of the sto- the big story, right? Is like, is he? Can he do it? Can he carry this team? Can he um, be what everybody wants him to be? Well, he's got to be like he, he's he's got to be the 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 guy who carries them on offense. Their defense is got good talent. The questions about depth. Um, and the thing with Richardson is that can, a can he stay, stay healthy and and b how much talent is around him to help grow him into that position. Mm. Um, it's it's debatable uh, to whether or not they have um, they have that talent, but I think they're going to be good enough to earn my superlative of most likely to feel mildly optimistic about their future. All right, and that's I, like six and six to me. Well, yeah, I think they'll be feel more optimistic if they get to seven and five. I, I don't know if they're going to feel that good if they're six and six. I think there'll be some heat already. But Richardson, I think, is going to be a good player. Um, he's got some decent talent at wide receiver, but 
uh, Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, Ricky Persol, who is a uh, transfer from Arizona State. But is it enough? We'll see. We'll see. So how do you see the Gators rolling through their schedule? Um, well, again, like they have their um, out-of-conference uh, play is A&M at A&M. Yeah, that's so, a tough draw. It's you a know, tough draw. Uh, my superlative is for them most likely to have the season's biggest story be their new locker rooms. Well, I read that they spent per locker, each locker space was like I, was something like $20,000. <laughs> like I saw videos of it, and it's, it's delightful. It's yeah. delightful. So how many times are we going to hear about these lockers? I think we're going to see it a lot. It's going to be like October. We don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And we're and, just going to And they're down thir- the lockers. They're down 30 to Georgia, and it's going to be like, hey, look at our lockers again. Like right. we got really good lockers. Right. Look at these. Uh, but, yeah, sure. I, what about their schedule again? Like how, how do you see it playing out? Um, So they start off um, playing Utah, and their second game is Kentucky, but it's in the swamp. Well, I do, now Utah, we, we – Utah. Oh yeah, I just skipped over Utah. I mean, Utah didn't I? Utah's like top ten. I always I mean, forget that. <laughs> a lot of people have them go to the college football playoffs, so okay. this is no slouch Sorry. rolling in there. Sorry, Utah. Yeah, let's give respect. Um, so that's a tough way to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah, it's Utah and Kentucky very much play the same way. Very physical, uh, defense first uh, type philosophies from both of those coaches. So it'll be a good test for Florida's physicality for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But both are at home, so that's if they roll out two and zero there, that is like Billy Napier. That <laughs> he's going to buy himself a lot of goodwill, even if they struggle throughout the rest of the year. Right. Getting those two wins, right? And again, they have to play um, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, A and M, and then I don't know how's Florida State these days. Uh, not great. Yeah, I didn't think so. Very, I haven't heard about them. Very so middling. Not. Yeah, very middling. Yeah. All right, so that's Florida. You got anything else on there? Well, yeah, let's talk about how they get to their record. I mean, they oh, have to you play want the... me to like? Okay, so I have them losing to. Well, you don't have to say every oh, okay. single game, but I feel like we got a little bit more detailed than those. I have them starting off stronger and kind of kind of falling falling off. apart. Yeah, I have. I guess the big upset I have is them losing to South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. At home. Yeah. I got you. I have them at seven and five. Um, I probably kind of mirroring. I think they beat Kentucky. Uh, I think they lose at Tennessee, which to be fair, never happens. They've lost once to Tennessee in like 15 years. Right. So that's a, that's a big deal, but it's not surprising in the context of this year. Loss at home to LSU. And then really the rest is what you'd expect. Um, yeah, lost to Utah, lost at A&M, lost to Georgia. So seven and five. I mean, it's it's looking at just the way this would play out. They're not beating anybody of note, like that Florida fans would think would be of note. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a good foundation. And again, mildly optimistic, right? That's mm-hmm. where I see. And by the tiebreakers, I actually have Florida finishing third. Oh, wow. In the East. So we'll get to that uh, soon. But yeah, seven and five. That's where I've got Florida. So we'll see how that plays out. Okay. All right, moving on. We are headed back to Sir Big Spur, formerly known as Sir Big Spur's land with South Carolina. Um, So South Carolina, we have second-year coach Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer. Um, Queen. Oh, King. (laughs) I don't know why I said Queen. Wow. Breaking news. (laughs) 
king of TikTok. Um, and yeah, so last year was his first year. They went seven and six. Um, they had a quarterback juggle and ended up with grad transfer Luke Doty for part of it. And I can't remember who ended. He didn't end the season. They had a, they had a lot of people. They had a lot. So yeah, um, they they never really found their guy, but. The big story coming out of this one is have they found their guy in Spencer Rattler? The snake in the grass. He's here. Uh, the, did you see what I did there? I Rattler. Did. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, 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 that was nice. Yeah. So he is a transfer from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Second, I doubted myself. Um, I guess. So how does he? He like has some kind of relationship with Shane Beamer, right? Shane Beamer, coach quarterbacks at Oklahoma. Okay, there we go. So it that makes more sense because I remember when he first transferred, I was like, this makes no sense because there was a lot of hype around Spencer Rattler. He was like predicted to be the number one. I think he was the number one in his class. Yeah, and you know if you're a quarterback and you went to Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, you would likely win the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just at Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, who never didn't win the Heisman, obviously had a great season. So Spencer Rattler was next in line, mm-hmm. and he had a okay freshman year, and then last year at the beginning of the year it just kind of collapsed, and yeah. he got replaced with Caleb Williams. Uh, and then as things turned out, Caleb Williams, Spencer Rattler, and Lincoln Riley, are none of them are at Oklahoma anymore, uh, but Spencer Rattler is here in South Carolina. You know, just a little bit going back to last season for for South Carolina, it it started very poorly for Shane Beamer, but it ended very well. Right. They whooped Florida. I think that was like the end of Dan Mullen. They beat Auburn, Mm -hmm. uh, who also fell apart in November, and then they beat North Carolina in the bowl game, which a lot of people didn't expect, and that was in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, uh, and that led to uh, Shane Beamer taking a bath of mayonnaise, which I have to, to ask the question, is there anything else that you could get in your refrigerator that would be worse being dumped on, like in a Gatorade bath type style, than mayonnaise? Like, is is there something that could be worse than that? I'm sure there is. I I think honestly, I think ketchup might be worse. Ooh, that's a good question. Ketchup because, or mayonnaise? Like like the smell of warm ketchup. What well, does it have to be warm? Well, it's, it's not it cold. It's not like refrigerated. Room temperature. Room temperature, yeah. but still room temperature, man. I think I ketchup. Mean, ketchup. I, th- I think ketchup would be a lot better because ketchup is sweeter. Okay. So I think I, I would go with ketchup over mayonnaise. Yeah, but mayonnaise is like a natural conditioner for your hair. So you're well, I'm gonna wash my hair anyway. It doesn't really matter. Like, I know, but you, now you have like this conditioner here. What are you gonna do with ketchup? Now it's just like sticky because it's all sweet. No, I think I'd go with mayonnaise. Because you're well, just, I mean, own. might as well get some, like, you know, spa treatment while you're there. Whatever. Uh, so, but they ended the season very well. The thing they got to work on, when they lost, they lost last year. Their average margin of defeat was 20 points a game. So, it's it's got to be a team that's got to hang in a little bit better. But you're right, Spencer Radler, and he's brought a couple of, I think, a tight end with him. Uh, maybe a couple other transfers, too. I mean, South Carolina is loaded up with some talent. And everybody's noticed, and people are saying they're talking about South Carolina. They're talking. talking What do you you have them? You know, I have them in the exact same record as last year. And it's one of those things to where they're going to be better, but the the record doesn't really show it. Okay. Uh, They just have a really hard schedule. Um, They they play Georgia State, Charlotte, South Carolina State. That's three wins. They're going to beat Missouri and Vandy. That's five. So then you're like, how do you get to six? Well, their two West teams are A&M at home, which A&M's their crossover opponent, which makes no 
sense at all. No it's never sense. made sense. I'm, y'all, I'm kind of glad for this to be done. Yeah, the schedule, man. It's like, why are they playing this? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're going to lose to A&M at home. They got to play at Arkansas. And <laughs> listen, we'll get into the SEC West. <laughs> Everybody loves Sam Pittman, and I'm a little over it. I'm going to no. say it. I'm going to say it. Sweet so you're, Sam. So you're more like salty Sam. Commodore Sour Sam. For Stinky Sweet Sam. Sam. I'm on the Clark Lee. Get me on that boat. He's my Commodore. Let's roll. Uh, anyway, they got to go to Arkansas. They're going to lose that. Then you got, okay, you got to go to Kentucky. Eh, you know, um, they got to go to Florida. Eh. So to get that six win, I got to be in Tennessee okay. at home. And then they got to go to Clemson, which in Georgia. I mean, good luck. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I haven't had six and six, but this is a team on the rise. I think it's without a doubt we can say that. I just don't see where pe- some people are like nine and three. Oh like, yeah, no. no. I mean, I where them, where are they? Where's it coming from? So. I have them at seven and five, so I have them a little bit going up, a little bit. Yeah, but not not a whole lot. So who do they beat? I have them beating uh, Kentucky. <gasps> How dare you? And uh, Florida. You know, I don't think they've beaten Kentucky and Lexington in like ten years. Yeah. I think it's been a long time. A lot of my spicy takes are um oh. Yeah, not be not, careful. Not for not towards be not careful. in Kentucky's be favor. Careful. Uh so anyway, seven or six and six. Um they got their whole offensive line back. Uh but again it was kind of like the uh, Missouri defense. They were awful. They had a awesome running back, the SEC rushing leader in the COVID year, Kevin Harrison, like they they couldn't do anything for him last year. Uh, they got some some good. Uh, they got a good transfer running back from Wake Forest, Christian Beale Smith. Marshawn Lloyd is a, a highly touted running back. Uh, they had the best pass defense in the SEC last year, uh, and a lot of those players returned. But th- that was kind of misleading a little bit because their rush defense was absolutely awful. So if they're better in the trenches, that's the first key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got some talent that they brought in, uh, especially on the defensive line uh, through the portal. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I think the people who are calling them to be second in the East uh, uh, slow down. But it is South Carolina, so my superlative for them is most likely to annoy Brittany. <laughs> Very true. At some I point. was looking, you know, they have Arkansas the week before they play Georgia, and I was like, yeah. maybe they can get all their, like, like you know, weirdness out on that game. That could yeah. be, like, a real close game for them, and yeah. then they can, you know. Well, there are people who are picking uh, – Georgia to lose to South Carolina. Yeah, I do think that that will probably be a close game. It's in Columbia. Yeah, we're gonna have Cock Commander there. Cock Commander, so, Cluck Norris. I think that watch will. Out. I think that that probably will be one of the closer games for Georgia. Yeah, it but, should be, but still a win. It should be. Okay, so there we go. I got Carolina fifth in the East, but again six and six, they're back in a bowl, and uh, yeah, more momentum. I, they're gonna have to scratch and claw for everything they get. To, to go go up the east. Uh, but they're on the right track. Yeah. So my superlative, um, again, as we previously mentioned, is most likely to get censored on ESPN talking about their new mask. Oh, yes. So, or at That's least causing call. people to, like, producers to sweat a lot when they have to talk about it. Right, right. All right. Moving on. Uh, number three, I got uh, Kentucky. All right. 
So last year, Kentucky, I don't know, how long has Mark Stoops been there? He's like been 10 there years? 25 years. <laughs> he's uh, ten, the second. The, the 10 years, I think. Yeah. yeah, he's the second longest running coach in the SEC That's after true. Saban. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last year they did pretty good. Had they a good had year. 10 and 3. It's a good year. If anyone remembers, they have. Um, I remember. <laughs> They uh, have their quarterback coming back, Will Levis. Likes mayonnaise. Who puts mayonnaise in his coffee yeah. and eats bananas with the peel on, which I really, truly thought you would die if you did that. I didn't know you could eat banana peels. I tried it last year. You did? I did. I <laughs> you was never in told class. me that. I was in class, one class, and I tried it uh, with my students, and it, it was terrible. It was terrible? It was terrible? absolutely terrible. Because it's really bitter, right? Oh, it's, yeah. You don't know. You don't. You don't guess that. You don't see that coming. But it's, it's terrible. I don't have love or fascination for Will Levis. I think he's probably a really good quarterback. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, I'm going to let you talk about more of their depth chart and, like, what this year's um, – some of their key players sure. and stuff. So, yeah, Will Levis is probably the most heralded quarterback returning for Kentucky in 20 years. Um, After been, I made my statement, it's been a long <laughs> He's time. Fine. Kentucky has never has a good quarterback, and it's like, what do we do with our hands? Like, I don't, I don't know what what. So he's getting a lot of preseason hype. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, who is one of the most talented uh, and experienced and accomplished running backs in the the conference, is back. Mm-hmm. However, he will be missing three to four games at the beginning of the season uh, for a couple reasons. Um, but he's going to be out for a bit. There is some good depth of running back, but we'll see how much good depth. Uh, wide receivers, uh, Wandell Robinson's gone, so that's a big deal because right. Wandell was the, the had the greatest single season for a wide receiver in U- UK history. Um, so that's going to be a lot to replace. The defense should be okay. Front seven is very talented, pretty experienced. The linebacker core especially uh, has like five or six linebackers have been around a while. Defensive backfield could be an issue, although they brought in some transfer portal action there that should help. Uh, the recruiting class, just like Missouri, uh, recruiting class is very, very strong, particularly the wide receivers. Uh, there's three or four freshmen uh, wide receivers, both a, a redshirt freshman and true freshman, that I think are going to get significant time. They've also brought in a, a wide receiver transfer from Virginia Tech. Another Robinson, this one, Tavion Robinson. Um, but... There are some questions, and it's you know a lot of it is being put in, put on the shoulders of Will Levis, and he, if you look at his statistics in SEC games last year, they weren't great. Um, so he is going to have to take a leap. With a lot of people think he will, but if there's not a leap there, the the offensive line there are some questions. And Kentucky's offensive line has been very good for a long time, but there are some questions this year. So it it, it may be. Uh, it may be a, a little bit of a question mark uh, as as far as that goes. Um, as far as their schedule, it's very doable. Um, but I think Rodriguez being out is going to be a big deal for that Florida game. So I actually have, and this is going to, this is on the bottom end of a lot of Kentucky predictions, but I have Kentucky at seven and five. Oh, wow. I do. I just, I think that there are some teams that they play that, and I think a lot of people are predicting them at nine wins, but I think that there's one team in particular that they play every year that is going to be a good bit better than some people think, and that's Mississippi State. And mm-hmm. I think I have them losing uh, at home to Mississippi State, uh, which is, I think, going to be a, 
uh, that's going to be kind of a, a it's going to be a bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes into the the bye week. Uh, but yeah, seven and five losses at Florida, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Tennessee, and Georgia. Okay. Uh, so I think it's again, it's one of those things to where like they should be about as good as they were last year, but schedule dynamics. Mississippi State, I think, is a, a good bit better. I think it's going to be a slight disappointment at seven and five. Which is wild to say as a Kentucky football fan because seven wins used to be gold standard, uh, but things have changed a little bit. So, yeah, it's kind of okay. where I see them. And I'll say this as well. Well, why don't you do this? Why don't you go ahead and talk through the schedule, and then we'll <coughs> attend to Piper, who looks like she's dying over here. Um, yeah, I have them starting off strong. I have them at eight and four, so I have more um, optimism for your. But you have them losing to Carolina. I have them losing to Ole Miss, Carolina, Tennessee, and Georgia. Okay, so a win over Florida. So yeah, I do have them beating Florida. Okay, interesting. Yeah, um, at Florida, I know it's now. I mean, it's it's a bold prediction, but you know, there's a lot going on down in. The well, I don't think eight and four is. I don't think eight and four. No, the is, Florida oh, you're Kentucky, one. Florida. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Because with that history of that game, um, but I have them like starting off strong, and people are going to be like, "Is this going to be like last year where right. we like?" And then they're going to lose to Ole Miss. Yeah, um, and then and then if we. You know, if that loss to South Carolina happens, that will be a yeah uh, for sure. Yeah. Now, but I do have them beating Mississippi State. Well, there you go. So now I will say this too: my superlative is most likely to have a near disastrous loss. Uh, okay. So here's something that you know a lot of people, at least in Kentucky, like circles, aren't really talking about is that that we're aware of is that Mark Stoops, his teams always seem to have a game against a very much a lower-rated team that it's a near disaster. Mm -hmm. They haven't lost one of those outside of the first year, which was 2-10, and and you can't really count it. But 2015, they beat Louisiana, that's pre-Billy Napier, by Mm -hmm. 7, 40-33. They actually lose, and that same year, they beat Eastern Kentucky 34-27 in overtime. They actually lose to Southern Miss the next year, 2017, win 27-16 over EKU. 2018, they're down at halftime to Central Michigan. 2019, they're tied at halftime to Toledo. And last year, they barely beat Chattanooga. Two teams that Kentucky plays in the non-conference, Miami of Ohio and Northern Illinois, are predicted to win their respective divisions in the MAC. So it's I see it very, very possible that one of those, if not both of those games, that Kentucky is in a dogfight. And if if they lose either of those games, that is a season killer. Yeah. So I think that's something to watch. And I might be judged to be a little pessimistic here, but it's trying to uh, reverse psychology this thing, and Kentucky's actually going to go 11-1 and and win the SEC East. Yeah, so. I know how you do. That's right. That's how you do March Madness. That's too. right. All right, so. My, per- my superlative is that uh, Kentucky's main issues are going to be off-field issues this season. What? What, do you, what do you mean? I don't know. It's, it's What's very, going to happen? It, I I'm, I'm can't speak of that right now. What 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 do you know that I don't? Wait a minute, I can't speak of that right now. Do you know something we don't? No, I just I I'm I'm you is know. It, is it a Will Levis TikTok that goes bad? It's something maybe Will Levis. Everyone realizes he might be kind of a weirdo, or like stuff like the Chris Robert Chris Rodriguez issues, or maybe like uh, Stoops and Cal like oh, meet yes. up in a like field and just like beat each other up and then morale goes down. Very possible. So you never know. It's very sad. So what what rank do you have Kentucky? 
I had them, I think, through tiebreakers fourth. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Let's move on. All right. This is my second in the East. Georgia. It's not Georgia. <laughs> and it's Tennessee. Oh, no. Tennessee. Tennessee. Not Tennessee. So this is uh, Heupel's second year. Second year. Right? Mm-hmm. And as we remember, Tennessee has had some woes in the coaching department, but people still are on the Heupel train, I think. Um, the hype old train. The hype old train. <laughs> so last year they Sorry. went seven and six. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some quarterback um, juggling, but they they ended up with Hendon Hooker, and he's their man this year. Yeah, once they went with the Hooker, they didn't go back. Which I think he's a grad, right? <laughs> Sorry, I just breezed right over that. Hey, you you probably should have. Uh, I don't think he's a grad transfer. No, he played at Virginia Tech. No. Okay. And uh, if no, a grad transfer only has one year. So that's what I thought. But maybe unless it was a COVID year, year, I have no idea. Okay. Um. Anyways, La- uh, Tennessee, as we remember, is all about the big offense. Yes. Yes. Um. Big, the defense, fast. there's kind of a question about optional, but, <laughs> but the offense is, um, yes, big and fast, and they have the Hooker Tillman uh connection last year. Yeah. Um, is back. Yeah. You know, Cedric, uh, wide receiver. Yep. Yeah, so the, I think everybody's excited about that. They have a running back coming back, Jabari, or new one, I can't remember, Jabari Small, uh-huh. um, that people are pretty excited about. So, yeah, I have them as eight and four. Yeah, that's where I have them, too. Just um, a tiebreaker over UK. Yeah, um, yeah, I have them at eight and four as well. Uh, offensive line, four starters returned. Defense has got to be better. They, they uh, gave up 273 passing yards. Uh, per game, 42% of third down. Both of those were worse than the SEC. Uh, but, yeah, you mentioned it's the offense is just incredible, especially in the first quarter. They outscored opponents 190-51 to 51 in the first quarter, which is absolutely insane. Uh, so if they can somehow, some way, keep that consistency, uh, you know, for the rest of the game, well, if they do that, they're going to be 12-0. and 0. But, I mean, uh, if they, I, I really wonder, like, there's a line to where they play so fast – that even when they score, the defense is back out there. Mm. So, like, you kind of have to ask yourself, like, is there anybody on the schedule who's more of, like, roughed up, ground and pound, um, you know, is that because I would imagine that's going to be a team that gives them trouble. I remember they played Kentucky last year. The time of possession stats was absolutely incredible. Tennessee had the ball for, like, 10 minutes the whole game. <laughs> and because Kentucky could not stop them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kentucky would score, and they'd take six minutes to score, and then Tennessee would take, like, 30 seconds. It'd just be insane to watch. But, uh, yeah, you wonder, like, if that philosophy is good enough to get them to 8-4. But if, like, they want to get to 10-2, and 11-1, you wonder if Heupel needs to adjust that a little bit. Because yeah. if you're only out there for 15 minutes a game, you know, you come and you play Alabama and Georgia, they're just going to, you know, flex on you and then – you're you're gonna get three and outs. It's gonna happen, right? And you're Tennessee. You are going to play Alabama and Georgia, right? Right. So I I just wonder if like Heupel's gonna have to become a little more nuanced with his philosophy. There is kind of a trend too when he was his the offenses that he has controlled over the years usually take a dip in year two. Mm-hmm. So you wonder if like their opponents start to figure out the 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 gimmicks a little bit. 
that might be something to watch. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be eight and four, and I think all their losses except for at South Carolina are very reasonable. I have them losing Bama, Georgia. Well, some people have them beating Bama. So who? Who? <laughs> some people. Oh, uh, but then I also have them losing at LSU because I think LSU is the type of team. Brian Kelly is more physical. Uh, I think that's a team, and in Death Valley, I think it's going to be hard for them to go down there and play the way they want to play and have great success. I do see him beating Florida. I do see him being Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy, and then winning at Pittsburgh, which is uh, a kind of a, a revenge from last year. But I think it's going to be a, a great year uh, overall. I think they'll be in play for a, uh, a New Year's Day, although those games will be on New Year's Eve this year because New Year's Day is Sunday and NFL will be there. But anyway, uh, I think they're going to have a good year be second in the East, maybe scare Bama and Georgia a little bit. I really would be close to calling an upset over Georgia if that game were in Knoxville, but it is in Athens. So that's, yeah, where, that's not, where I see it. I'm not that close to calling yeah, that. Yeah, of course not. Um, I have them losing to Bama, Georgia, LSU, and Pitt. Oh, okay. So I, I got you. Them, so I have them winning out after Georgia, Missouri, South Carolina, and Vandy, which <laughs> it's not that hard. But, I mean, like – I hear I have them like winning out and feeling pretty good about their season. Yeah. You so know? what is their superlative? Their superlative is the coach who looks least like a football coach. I just feel like every time I see him, I'm like, I don't know what else he should be doing. Like maybe he's like a producer at a news show. No, nah, dude, there's a Publix out there that's waiting for you to manage it, right, yeah. Josh? That's your that's your dream, like right? Something... That, that Publix in Murfreesboro is calling your name, buddy. <sighs> I mean, I, you got to manage that. Um, surely they have Publix in Knoxville. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He could do that. Not that he's a bad football coach. I mean, the man played football. So, I mean, there's nothing. It's just his looks. Does not look like a football coach to me. It throws me off every time. Well, I'm I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that's something that bothers you. So, there's something. It's been a while. But someone once, uh, there was a post about how what every SEC football coach should be mm-hmm. beyond uh like what they look yeah, like what if they, they look were like. a coach it's pretty good stuff it is. it's pretty I, good stuff it's pretty funny i enjoyed it so yeah i have tennessee as most likely to beat either alabama or georgia okay so looking at just both of those schedules uh for alabama and georgia i think tennessee is the well bama you could argue there's a couple others but i think for georgia uh we'll get to in a minute i think tennessee may be their toughest test yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Oh, I thought you passed yes. it. No. Okay. No. Well, you're, Still waiting. You're, you're doing things on the computer. Okay. Um. All right. So, do you have them as number two? I did. Okay. So, moving on to number one, everyone's favorite. Da, Everyone The University of Georgia. Georgia. So Georgia, I have, Georgia, Georgia. Um, as we remember. They won the national championship last year. Is that right? It is. Is that right? They, um, what a, it was a beautiful what a story. Fact. They lost to Alabama. Really rags to riches story. <laughs> if you're a Georgia fan, it is a rags Now, rags now to here's the thing. Story. And I told you last year, no one listened to me, but I said, you want to lose to Bama in the SEC championship and then beat them in the national championship. That would make it even more special. No one listened to me. No one listened. No one listened to me. I knew that and that doesn't would... it feel better 
that you know that you lost and then overcame the adversity to come back and win. Of course, of course. And I think I said this at the time that that would be and was no a listened. beautiful story. No one listened. But I can't hope for that. No I one can listened. only hope for Might happen again. 12 and 0, mm-hmm. which is what my current prediction is for them <laughs> for next year. Um so this schedule is like we got to go find some cake because this is what Georgia's schedule is. I, know. I mean, it's just like, hey, just line it out and uh, and just enjoy these 12 warm-up games for game 13 in Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I have Georgia at 12-0. Here's the thing. Uh, their defense uh, last year, I don't know, it was pretty good. Right. right? Uh, they're, like, all gone. Okay? Um, I think they have three starters back on defense, but last year's defense actually only had five starters back. And we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. So Georgia's defense is going. All these people are saying Georgia's defense is going to be a lot. Down. No, they're they're going to be really really good again. Uh, this may be the best set of tight ends I've ever seen. Um, they and it's kind of limited talent at wide receiver, mm-hmm. but you don't right. have to be because these tight ends. Brock Bowers was unguardable as a mm-hmm. freshman last year. Uh, Darnell Washington is, I think, legally a tank. He's like 6'6", 250, 75 or something. And then you add Eric Gilbert, who is one of the more talented young tight ends in the country as well. Um, I mean, it's just like, what are you going to do? Right. And then, of course, you have Stetson Bennett. Right. With Uh, a shaved head. Stetson Bennett, uh, yay or nay? Yay. Yay. You're You're hearing me say it right now. Yay. Um, I Stetson Bennett is a quarterback that does what he does. What's that? What <laughs> does he do? Quarterback things. No, but like what, I what think that people things? are frustrated with him because they want him to be like Tim Tebow, or they want him to be like this quarterback that like is is the team. You yeah, know, they, they but wanna... but Georgia is not doesn't operate that way. He is the quarterback that they need because they have all they have Eric Gilbert, Dominique Blaylock. Lad McConkey, remember him? I love that name. Um, he's back. You know, like we have the defense. Like he is what what they need, and the team w- believes in him. I believe in him. Yeah, yeah. Good. He, uh, I mean, he won. He stepped up and won that after that wild fluke play in the beginning of the fourth quarter in the national title game, uh, where Bama recovered that fumble. Uh, he went out. He won the he won the game. I mean, the next drive, they just went down the field and just right. threw all over that defense for Alabama. So he's done it in the biggest moment. Uh, I think he is going to be exactly what Georgia needs. I think people want him to be Bryce Young, mm-hmm. and he just does not have those physical tools. But I tell you what makes Stetson Bennett so good is his ability to run the ball when under duress. He's as good a running quarterback as any in the SEC East. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like you watch him, like he should not be able to move like that, mm-hmm. okay, from, from what he looks like. Um, you know, there may be I, – I said that about runners, like Anthony Richardson probably better. But he does what he de- needs to do, and he's got enough offensive talent around him to fit in like a puzzle piece. Uh, the question is again, like, can he go and win the game for them? He managed his way, but uh, he did it in the national title game. So I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC for sure. Um, my question for you though, is the three quarterbacks in waiting at Georgia right now, Mm -hmm. who has the best quarterback name? You ready for this? Okay. Carson Beck. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Brock Vandegrift, mm-hmm. Gunner Stockton. Gunner Stockton. Is it Gunner Stockton? Yes, completely. What a great. Is that Brock Vandegrift? That's a good one, too. Attorney at law. Right, but he could be doing many other things. Gunner Stockton could either be a professional bull rider or a quarterback. Carson Beck is like a World Series of poker, I think. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, look out for Kendall Milton running back. Uh, I think he's going to be a he's going to be a star. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I have Georgia going twelve and zero, uh, and I I'm going to say it right now. I think they're going to win all their game, all their games by double digits. Yeah. I don't think they're going to. I just don't see a game that's like well, you know. I mean, people are nervous about Oregon. No, they shouldn't be. Um, which we're I don't know why. I mean, re- well, it's Oregon. They're reuniting with uh, Dan Lanning. Dan you know, Lanning, defensive and, coordinator. Um, Bo Nix, quarterback for Oregon, by the way. Love him. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, like seriously, I think South Carolina might be the, and, uh, Mississippi state might be our diciest games. Uh, at Kentucky on November 19th. Not, I'm sorry. No, not that one. How dare you? Um, Georgia tech. Uh, no, <laughs> don't make me laugh. Georgia tech is ridiculously bad. You know, it, it does make me sad. Because I do love that rivalry, and I do wish it was a little it's bit not better. A, it's like, but it's not. It's not a rivalry. It's not. It's not a rivalry. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly it turned because I feel like for five, six, Paul seven Johnson. years, it was like Georgia lost to Georgia Tech. This feels right. <laughs> I mean, they just like yeah. they lost it a ridiculous was very game. Annoying. It's like Mark Rick, the end stage, in game of Mark Rick. But yeah, twelve and zero. I think this is a breeze. I think they uh, they go the if they go twelve and zero, they're going to be in the playoff. Um, I think that's assured. Depending, it doesn't matter what they do against whoever they play in the West, uh, which will be Alabama. Um, I don't think it's going to matter, um, and they're going to be in the college football playoff. I think that you want to be. I think the the chalk prediction uh, is there are three elite teams this year: uh, mm-hmm. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and you want to win the SEC so you don't have to play Ohio State in the first game of the playoff. Okay. But you never know. Something could happen. So what's your superlative? Uh, they are most likely to win all their games by double digits. Okay. Um, mine is it's most likely to have the exact same storyline as last year is will they beat Alabama? Can they beat Alabama? Yeah. And we're going to hear about that. And it's also going Well, I don't think there's a can. Of course they can beat Alabama. They did. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be very frustrating because we're going to be like, do you remember last year? And everyone's going to be like, but I don't know. It's going to be can they beat him in Atlanta? Sure, right, yeah. or like which they can, and it's going to be like I don't know about Stetson Bennett. The whole year we're going to have quarterback right. issues and go twelve and zero, and it's not even issues. It's just quarterback. People are like I don't I don't know about him, and I'm going to be really annoyed. Yeah. So watch that game at Mississippi State. That's all I'll say. Okay, they might win that by eleven. Okay. That's all. That's what will happen. There you go. All right. So that's it. Hey, we have figured out the SEC East. Uh, I think our takeaways is that Georgia is going to be really good. I think the middle of the division is chaos, and we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think Vanderbilt is going to surprise some people. Hot takes here, right? Vanderbilt, now. <laughs> with, get with it, people. Georgia's going to be good, and Vanderbilt's going to be bad, what guys. If Vanderbilt beats Georgia. Where is that game? That, that has is, happened. That is in Athens too. That's happened before. It I, has. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Why? Wait, your wait, fingers no, no, it has very active. No, that was Missouri. Uh, what is her problem? I don't. Like, it's what is we're wrong talking with her? and she thinks that we need to talk. But to there's her. someone else in the room. Yeah. Which there's not. All right, so we're going to be back pretty quickly to do the SEC West. You've done a lot of prep for that, right? I've done zero. Well, I can only keep a... so much in my brain at once. Can you get it ready before? 
tomorrow night. We'll see. Not that people will notice. Anything. Yeah, well, we'll see. Okay, maybe I can just roll through it. If the, because we no, got, I we will gotta, be like, here. You want to know what team well, is most likely here. to get censored on ESPN because of their mascot? Mm, in the West. Oh, it's definitely the pig. Oh yeah, it's yeah, probably got some things Listen, that you're gonna have to blur out. Even. Sour Sam. Yeah, I, I'm no. over Sam Pittman. I don't like that at Lane all. Lane Kiffin, he'll be censored. That's yeah, it. yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, well, this has been fun. Good times. SEC East, uh, come see about it. It'll be a good time. I've been. I'm Brittany. And this has been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.